Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Just a quick note before we get started that this is part of our Blast from the Past series, where we celebrate one of the incredible women in tech from our archive. And if you're a new listener or you're just looking to be inspired, dig into the back catalog. There are literally hundreds of stories to choose from. Enjoy the episode. I eventually broke this mental barrier of thinking I wasn't smart enough to code. And then I started reading all these self-help books by the time I was 15. And I was like, oh, wait, I can code. It's all in my head. My name is Esprit Devora host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. Yes, we are in Santa Monica, California, just blocks from the beach at the beautiful Beach House Coworks here in Los Angeles. And I get to celebrate a phenomenal young woman in tech, just I mean, this girl, 18 years old, wakes up every day at four or almost every day at 430 in the morning just to be as efficient as she can be and make sure that she is being productive. Hello, Skylar. How are you? Oh, hi. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm good. Um, So we found each other through Instagram. Mm-hmm. How long have you been Instagramming? So I started this new blog called Bjorn Skies, B-J-O-R-N-S-K-Y-S. And I started that mid-November of 2017. Um, I just hit over a thousand followers just this past week, so it's pretty exciting. And what what inspired it? Um, so I've been going to all these different events in Silicon Beach ever since I was fourteen, and then I just kept going. And, and randomly, you're eighteen now. Yeah, and I'm eighteen yeah. now. So I guess for the past four years, and then I just randomly came up with an idea one day. I'm pretty sure I was like walking on the LMU campus, and I was like, "Huh, I should start a blog about me going to events in Silicon Beach." Because I'll just, like, go to events after classes if I don't have work that day. It's just right there from LMU to Santa Monica. And, uh, okay, go ahead and officially introduce yourself to everybody. Hi, so my name's Skylar Bjorn. I'm 18 years old. I'm a freshman at Loyola Marymount University. And was LMU part of the plan to become the entrepreneur that you are today? No, actually. Um, I almost considered not going to college, but then I decided to apply to college. And then I applied for, but LMU was the only school I applied for entrepreneurship for. All the other ones were like a computer science. or. So you initially got interested in entrepreneurship when you were about 14 years old. Yes. What happened then? So um, when I was 14, um, I just I just got really into entrepreneurship. I think that's when I really started like kind of listening to my dad. Like he just talked a lot about business stuff. And then I think actually over the years, like a couple years before that too, it just kind of floated in the back of my head. And then just one day I just got really into organic food and stuff. And I was like, I want to do an organic food line. And then I started this Instagram that told random facts about organic food. And I was building a following on there. I had a couple thousand followers, but I don't really post on it anymore. 
And then that was when I was 14, but they didn't know I was 14. They had no idea how old I was, but I had some fans on there. And then um, I was doing this organic food line called Bjorni's Dog Treats. And so, um, but then I didn't really know business at the time. So then that kind of stopped. And then um, I came up with this idea called Closet Track when I was a freshman. So it was an iOS app that tracks your clothing and receipts. And then I eventually coded it when I was 16, a junior in high school. Because then um, I eventually broke this mental barrier of thinking like, oh, first I thought I wasn't smart enough to code. And then I like started being all these self-help books by the time I was 15. And I was like, oh, wait, I can code. It's all in my head. Just need to get over this mental barrier. And then I finally coded it. And how did you learn how to code? So um, I learned from Udemy courses online because I have so many courses like, oh, how to be an iOS developer and blah, 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 blah. Just so many of them. Right. And then so I just went on there and I took a couple classes and then I go on YouTube, find some other stuff because there's so many programmers on YouTube. And then um, if I had questions of like when I got errors, I'd go into stackoverflow.com. I was asking, I think I was asking too many questions because I almost got banned from it. But um, yeah, so. So exactly what is Udemy and what is Stack Overflow? So Udemy is this place where there's always teaching courses. Um, they have like sales where it goes down to like $10 and people tell you all about all this different stuff. I mean, there's tons of sites like it, like lynda.com. You know, it's just, it's one of those, like, uh, I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of sites with courses. And how about Stack Overflow? What's that? Stack Overflow is, like, where developers post questions, like, oh, if I'm having this error, or this ask, like, other developers questions about tech stuff, and then they'll get responses, so they, like, they'll post their code or something, and then developers will be like, oh, this is what you did wrong, this is what you need to correct the code to make it work. And your dad's in tech, he's a product manager, so did you discover Stack Overflow through him, or was there, how did you discover it? I, I just found it online. I think I was just looking up an error or something. And then all these little threads from Stack Overflow popped up and I clicked on it. And now has your father been a big influence in you deciding to pursue the tech world? Yeah, because like I'll just be sitting in my room or something and he'll just like kind of waltz into my room and then he'll be like, oh, did you hear about this? And then he'll talk for like a few hours. Sometimes he'll talk for a long time and I'll start falling asleep. But it's like it's really interesting, though, because I, I do really like my dad because he's like really entertaining and he's like smart. He's, he's, he's like a big visionary. and He just like knows a lot. And, it, and then I just I just kind of like get all that information. Just even if I don't understand the time, it just kind of like sits in my subconscious mind. And then one day I'll be like, oh, wait. And what would you say you do in order to connect deeper with fellow people in the tech community? What resources do you access in order to find mentorship? Well, I go to different like meetups, events and stuff, and I'll start talking to people. And then um, I just like go out a lot. And where do you find all these events? Like uh, meetup.com and Eventbrite. And you got a scholarship for LMU. How did you go about getting a scholarship and, and what really attracted you to LMU to want to go to school there? Why pick LMU and going to school versus just doing the startup life? So um, throughout high school, I mean, I wasn't really focused on the SAT. I really didn't want to take it on. So I tried to avoid the SAT, but I had to take it. I didn't even know the SAT subject tests existed, so I didn't do those. So I was more focused on extracurriculars. Like uh, like when I was a freshman in high school, I was working on the dog treat line, and I was sat on a board from when I was a freshman to a sophomore in high school. When I was a sophomore in high school, I founded a club called Feed Them to donate organic food to teens in need. Um, over the summer, going to junior year, when I was 15, I did my first paid internship at a startup called Choctaw in Pasadena. Then um, Choctaw would have me go to different events. So then in September 2015, I was recruited by an organic cottage cheese line called Good Culture, which I still work for as a brand ambassador. So I'm kind of like a salesperson. And then through that, I was recruited eight times in high school to be a salesperson. And then I started coding Closet Track by junior year. And then I coded my first iPhone app. And then I called it coded Serene VR. My second iPhone app when I was 17 as a senior in high school. 
And what's your interest in VR and AI? I don't know. I just, my dad, had, my dad got the vibe. So like the vibe was pretty cool. And I went to like VR LA a couple of times and it was just, it was just really cool. It's a really cool convention because it's all dark in there. And they have all like these lights and stuff, all these different lights like flashing around and it's a really cool convention because most conventions are just like normal lights. And you go in there, there's like all these like little headsets and people trying all these different things. And then they have like these talks about virtual reality and stuff. And then even if you don't really understand it too much, you'll like understand it later. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because if it's so new to you, you don't really understand. AI is really interesting because I believe it will change the world. You know, like personal assistants and stuff like AI will like be tailored to you more personal, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I'm not, I don't know a ton about AI, but. I find it really fascinating. We all have to start somewhere. And you even want to continue to develop your relationship with the community by entering a club at LMU for entrepreneurship. What? Well, tell me more about the club. So I'm um, in the Entrepreneurship Society. It's called the E-Board. So there's these people on a board and then there's members. And then because I was in the Entrepreneurship Society, I made friends with a couple other people. And then one of them, is he's really into business, though. He's doing a consulting website. <laughs> Lucas James Consulting. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and then he's just like, and then we were at Startup Weekend together at, at LMU, so we were in a group, and he's really smart and stuff. He's really, really into business. I kind of look up to him in a way. I don't know. He, That's he's, cool. Because he, he's a senior and I'm a freshman, and he's just really, really into it. How he, did you meet him? Um, I met him because I was in the Entrepreneurship Society at LMU. I think it's great when guys celebrate women in tech. What would you say has been your biggest fear or obstacle in being an entrepreneur that you've overcome successfully it's really the fear of being like a nobody like I don't really kind of want to be like a nobody on the down low like kind of want to um do something you know it makes me happier if I'm doing something than like doing nothing kind of like I'm actually more scared of the status quo being average that scares me and what would you say is the number one reason why you believe that you will achieve all of your dreams um, I'm pretty persistent. Like I, I do this thing called vision. Okay, so I'll wake up in the morning. I'll put on. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Arxia, but Arxia A R K S I A. The song she's the one is really good. It makes me like think about all sorts of stuff. So I'll listen to that. I'll just lay there for like five minutes and do visioneering. If I don't know, you know what that is. But it's really cool because then you just think about things you've done in the past, and then you think about the future, and you just kind of envision it, and then you wake up every morning with that vision. Say it again. So you 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 focus in on the past and what you've done and then on the future. Tell us more about visioneering. So like you just think of things in the past to like inspire you like, oh, I did this and I did this and I did this. That means that I can do this stuff in the future, too. So then you think about the future goals you want to achieve. And this is like, oh, this is where I want to be and stuff. This is what I want to accomplish out of my life. And you just think about it every day for like, I don't even if it's just five minutes, it'll just accumulate over time. Then, oh, that was 30 minutes over the course of a week and stuff. That's awesome. I mean, I think that's a really powerful thing to do. What we do in the morning sets the rest of the day. So yeah. it sounds like you set up your day for success every single day. Yeah. And I write down what I need to do and stuff. Um, it's really good to work in 15 minute blocks. You just set a timer and take like a 10 minute break and come back because I was in online school and um, I was I think I graduated like a month and a half early because I would just I sat there the whole day just doing online school and stuff. That's what I had to do when I was coding closet track because I like sat there for a month straight and just coded. And how many apps have you developed so far? Two. And what have they both been? So um, the first one is closet track. So that was April 2016 when I was junior in high school. Um, that was my very first app. So I, I, I was doing a bunch of like a I'd get a whiteboard and just draw the view controllers. And then I started 
drawing. View controllers like screens for the app. I just start drawing it and be like, oh, this code to make this function work and stuff. And then I just figured it out. And it was like a big map and stuff. And then I started coding in Xcode. So then I was coding it with the view controllers, designing in Sketch 3, which is another application. I don't know if this works on PC, but this is Mac. They're only on the App Store for iOS. I don't know, Android. Um, and so I was doing that. And what did Closet Tracker do? So you upload pictures of your clothing and receipts and you create like custom categories and stuff because I was having trouble. So I was with one of my friends freshman year and I was like, oh, I'm going to get this shirt. And she's like, no, Skylar, you already have a shirt like that. And I'm like, I do. No, I don't. And then I already did have another shirt like that and she was right. And then so I was like, oh, if I have my closet on my phone, I'll just see that I already had the shirt and didn't have to waste all that time. And does Closet Tracker still exist today? Closet Track. Oh, Closet um, Track. Sorry. Yeah, it does. But um, I've been having a bit of a problem with the dad with the data, so I have some bad reviews. Aw, that's it. But then if so. you take it down and do a rebuild and upload, don't don't yeah, you get then all... it'd probably be fine. But I I don't, I don't know. I just started moving on to other things. I just, what was your second app? Um, Serene VR. So Serene VR is this virtual reality meditation app. I literally just got like a Theta 360 camera and went to all these different places, and then um all these different serene peaceful landscapes. And then so I just took pictures and then I had to use an API to code it into the app for like the 360 view. And it was newer at the time because that was October 2016. And um, it was easier to code than Closet Track because Closet Track had a lot of data. And uh, you're moving on to another app now. What's yes. the app that you thought up recently? Well, I'm thinking of cl- calling it Closet Spark. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Closet Spark is artificial intelligence fashion app so it helps users realize which clothing they'd like more it's just a better recommendation process for people because I feel like some of the recommendations like because some websites some of the stores do their own but I feel like they're not personalized enough completely and do you continue to use Udemy in order to learn how to code yes because Udemy just has a lot of resources but um I feel like like sometimes you'll just buy all these different courses and then you just don't go through all of them so like be pretty picky with like, yes, I'm definitely going to do this course. Oh, you should just have like 30 courses you have not gone through. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Honestly, cause you'll just be like, oh, this looks interesting. Bye. This looks interesting. Bye. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I haven't I haven't even finished one course yet. Oh, totally. no. What, what would you have uh, advice for everybody out there who's 18 as well, who wants to get started and they don't know anybody? They're literally getting started for the first time. What advice would you give them? I don't know if you have problems with like self-help stuff, but I'd say read self-help stuff so you establish confident belief in yourself. And then um, just slowly go out to different events, start talking to people, be be friendly. Sometimes it might be intimidating if you don't know really anything about business and you're talking to them. So you feel like you won't have anything to talk to. So um, I suggest be like, oh, yeah, I'm getting into business, you know, maybe I'm looking for like a mentor or something, you know, and then um. Just like slowly get into it. And then you can also go on YouTube and, oh, yeah, you can also listen to people like Gary Vee or like Andy Frizzella or something. And you just need to slowly like get it in your head. And then over time, you're just, I don't know, your subconscious will just like build, you'll just get it over time. But you have to be consistent. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to do it this one day. No, like it has to kind of be like a daily thing. Listen to like motivational YouTube videos like the Mulligan Brothers, M U L L I G A N Brothers. They have really good videos. So it's really cool to just like, uh, listen to that stuff you know if you're like driving even if your friends aren't into tech stuff still do it it in the end it really matters like what you do 
Totally. And you guys will include all of that in the show notes. Skylar, thanks so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Where can people find you online? Um, they can find me on Instagram at Bjorn Skies. So B-J-O-R-N-S-K-Y-S. And I'm also on, um, I have a Facebook page, Bjorn Sky, B-J-O-R-N space S-K-Y. And then I also have a blog website, Bjorn Sky, which is B-J-O-R-N-S-K-Y.com. Amazing. You guys, I will talk to you guys here. You guys see you guys in the next episode in order to say hi at Women in Tech Show on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Hope you're having an incredible day or night wherever you're listening right now. Bye. UpGuard, one of my favorite companies in Mountain View, combines asset discovery, security ratings and vendor questionnaires for the only complete cyber risk solution. Not only do they keep us safe online, they empower women in tech internally. They focus on hiring female engineers to make sure that we rise to the top. So I welcome you to take a look at their job opportunities from Mountain View to New York, New York to Sydney, Australia. They are a company worth exploring. Their mentorship culture is magnetic. Mention the Women in Tech podcast when you apply. Just as they celebrate women in tech, we want to celebrate you too. So make sure to let us know when you've reached out to UpGuard and we'll make sure to feature you on the Women in Tech social channels. We believe in you. UpGuard.com. Visit them for yourself. You'll see exactly what I mean. The Women in Tech podcast is an independent production funded by you, the community. To support Women in Tech, if you believe in the vision as much as we do, please consider going to womenintechpodcast.com. That's womenintechpodcast.com and just click on the contribution link to keep this podcast going. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.